Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Morissette will take the stage at Rogers Place on July 28th. Tickets on sale this Friday, 10 o'clock, Ched time. Of course, some good Canadian content there. Kicking off International Women's Day. Uh, wish a big uh, shout out, as it were, to all the special women in my life and, and to yours as well. We'll be celebrating them with some, uh, well, strong female leads musically throughout the course of uh, the two Tuesday edition of Oilers Now. It is Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer Today, the big man is traveling uh, from Chicago down to Bakersfield, and we'll connect with him uh, probably about 10 minutes or so from now. Get some thoughts on last night's game down in Calgary, one in which the Oilers were severely undermanned entering, and it basically looked like it after a certain point in the game. They hung around there. The scoreline may be more favorable to the Oilers than uh, than the game itself was. And I don't want to take too much away from, from the effort that was there, because uh, it wasn't really an effort thing. It was just simply that Calgary is looking like a very strong contender in the West right now, and Edmonton is sort of toiling in injuries, and they're not looking really even like a wildcard team at this exact moment. Some runway left in the season to turn that around, and that's where we'll focus today after we recap things. We've got uh, Mark Spector coming up, brought to you each Tuesday by the Horses. Horse Racing Alberta, live standard bread racing, has moved down to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary, but you can always watch and wager online at hpibet.com. Yeah, Spec coming up after 12.35. We've got a full two segments with Spec today. And then at 1.35, we will uh, discuss Oil Kings, all things to do with the number one ranked team in the entire Canadian Hockey League. Yeah, they're the best in the country. And if you look at them on paper, uh, they're the best in the country. So they are, they are living up to expectations. And we'll find out more on that front from Kurt Hill after the 1.30 news. If you want to keep in touch, you can always do so on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Already a few of you getting your thoughts on last night's Battle of Alberta in there. Ashley Fine Floors, get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue. Or head to Ashley Fine Floors. 
RiverCreeResort.com for more. You can call us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline as well, 780-496-0063. Top 25 has a brand new menu, and right now you can try it at 50% off from 2 to 5 p.m. Plus, they've got some new food specials and promotions at the Kitchen and Italia as well. And in June, country music star Dean Brody takes the stage at the River Cree. The live show is making their way back to the River Cree. More information available at rivercreeresort.com. Okay, today's top story for legacy heating and cooling. I hate to say it's that loss last night. Their fourth in the last five games. Top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling. So Edmonton entered last night, not in playoff position. They leave last night still two points back of Nashville for the second wildcard spot. They're now 7-5-1 and one under head coach Jay Woodcroft. And again, the absence of Ryan Nugent Hopkins in particular, that was real evident last night. They haven't looked great the last couple of games, but again, with Calgary uh, being as strong and deep a team as they are, I think that the absence was, was exposed a bit especially when you got to the third period and the top line of McDavid and Dreisaitl and Kane was, you know, about the only chance that the Oilers had at finding the back of the net in, in that sense. So they were they were contesting, um, you know, a tough stretch of the schedule and they were doing it down a lot of bodies. And nobody in this organization is going to want to lean on that as an excuse. That's not an excuse. You need points right now. It doesn't matter. Um, I think everybody did what they could within the confines of the system that they're playing, but at the end of the day, there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser and recently Edmonton has come out on the losing end more often than not and with Jay Woodcroft and that record coming back down to earth seven wins and six losses uh, maybe there was a bit of that that playing guilty when he took over and they won their first five games the good news in all of this is that this upcoming five game homestand presents a lot of opportunity after Washington and Tampa Bay, who I thought they skated with down in Tampa. That's your Wednesday and Saturday, Washington, Tampa. And then it goes Detroit, Buffalo, New Jersey. Now you're talking about where these teams are at in the Eastern Conference standings. That's 10th, 14th, and 12th. There are no easy games in the NHL, but you better make hay while the sun's shining and the sun it looks like it's starting to set a little bit on the Oilers' playoff hopes. 39.5% according to sports club stats. That's the odds that the Oilers will make this year's playoffs right now. Less than 40%. So they're going to have to battle, and they'd better win some of these winnable games. Last night, maybe less of a winnable game. That one, in my opinion, kind of had a feeling going in that they were going to be in some trouble. Here's how it sounded. Let's get into the Direct Workwear Audio Vault. Uh, Direct Workwear is proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery, and you can have it all uh, customized, or get your workwear, rather, and have it all customized in one trip. The audio recap, Jack Michaels, Rob Brown on the call. 
Ball last night. Yet again, the Battle of Alberta offers an opportunity for a seismic shift in the path of the Edmonton Oilers' season. Two on one. Backlund over the line with Lindholm. A shot, and that was fought off by Koskinen. Stayed out short side. Angled a pass to Darnell Nurse, and it was taken away. And you've got a shorthanded breakaway for Tyler Toffoli. Waiting. Backhander off the side of the net. He missed. Remember... Calgary technically is on a power play here for the first six seconds of the period, and Kachuk and Kane continue to whack each other in the shin pads, and now they're going to go. There were not fight. Oh, now Kane wanted to fight, but the linesmen have already separated the two. When I said they're going to go, I meant heading to the penalty boxes, and now Kane just got an extra shot on Matthew Kachuk. Kudrow, side of the net. Kachuk, re-shot score to Foley on the back door. Kachuk fumbled the puck as he tried to go between the wickets, but to Foley cleans it up for a power play goal, and the Flames take a 1-0 lead. Manjapani was there, and hits Rosicka, now wide open to Foley, shoots and scores. To Foley's got two in the second period, and the Flames extend to a 2-0 lead. Sloppily turned over, fired back in by Nurse off a linesman. Quick shot, Ryan, rebound, Shore scores, and Edmonton right back in the game. A friendly bounce off the official. Markstrom is furious, but Devin Shore has his first goal since New Year's Eve, and it's 2-1. Three minutes to go. Down the stretch we come at the Saddle Dome. Nurse misses McDavid. Two on one the other way for the Flames. Gaudreau is in on Koskinen. Rich shot score. So uh, the Oilers' power play in and of itself is going to be a topic today as we move forward, partially because of the drop-off and partially because it's actually surrendering opportunities the opposite direction now. its uh, I mean, there was a couple last night, and they were fortunate that Tyler Toffoli missed that. I believe it was Toffoli out there that missed that first one. He did have a, ultimately a power play marker, did Toffoli, and then uh, beat Koskinen with a nice shot on that second goal for his 16th of the game scored just three and a half minutes apart did Toffoli. Tyler Toffoli is one of those low-key, kind of quieter NHL contributors, uh, but make no mistake about it, there's a reason that he was a part of those championships in Los Angeles, and there was a reason that he was a part of that run from Montreal last year to the Cup Finals, and there's a reason that Calgary went out and, and acquired his services and sent a big package of prospects and picks the other way. It's because this guy wins. He wins when you need to be playing the style of hockey that you know is successful in in, in and playoff environments. This guy's been there, he's done that, and Daryl Sutter knows that. You look at the, the goal by the Oilers, I mean, hey, you got to work hard to get bounces. I, I guess that that's a positive that you can take from it, and it would have been nice to see them, well, they built on it, okay? They built on it for a brief period, but ultimately weren't able to, to push back and, and tie the game. They weren't, should they have even been presented with an opportunity to tie the game? Maybe not. That was a bounce they weren't getting a couple of weeks ago, and it was driving people crazy because it looked like they could have won a couple games that they didn't, and ultimately uh, they weren't getting those. So it wasn't enough last night. Jay Woodcroft had these uh, post-game thoughts. Well, I thought it was a competitive game. Um, in the first period, uh, we had a couple power play opportunities that we let slip by. We can be sharper on. Um, 
Campbell gave up a penalty kill goal on kind of a fortuitous bounce there. And then uh, uh, for me, uh, we made a little bit of uh, an error on our rush coverage and in uh, on the second one there, um, fought back to make it 2-1, um, had some good looks, yeah, were unable to solve the goaltender. And uh, in the end, we, we made a little bit of an error uh, just at the blue line there and ended up costing us competitive game, but there's things we can clean up. And we've been hearing that for an awful long time. The Oilers did X right, but there's X that they can clean up. And it just, you know, I don't know if that's the narrative around the rest of the hockey league, but it seems like that's been the replay button when Dave Tippett was here. And now that things are starting to uh, settle back down with Jay Woodcroft behind the bench against seven, uh, five and one with Woodcroft and Manson since they took over. Leon Dreisaitl had these post-game thoughts. Played a solid game, I think. Um but not going to win very many games if you score one goal, you know. So uh, on the defensive side of it, I thought it was it was good. But offensively, um, yeah, maybe didn't didn't create enough. Connor McDavid held scoreless in back-to-back games. Nothing against Montreal, nothing against Calgary. Last night was the 32nd Battle of Alberta for McDavid and Dreisaitl. It was only the ninth time that they've both been held off the score sheet. And that's, that's just not going to fly when you're undermanned. I'm not hanging that on them. I'm not saying that they needed to step up, but uh, you gotta you're, if your offense isn't there, you're not going to win any games. Woodcroft talked about being undermanned against Calgary. You know, our schedule is what our schedule is and our injury situation is what our injury situation is. I thought our the 20 players that we dressed tonight gave us everything that they had tonight. Uh, it was a competitive game versus a good team. Um, you know, we're going to work, uh, we're going to continue to work at our game here and work to get healthy as well. And one place that seems to need a little bit, I don't know if it's a refresh or, or a, a different mindset or something, but the power play has just not been what it once was, Jay Woodcroft, with this assessment. We can't forget that we're missing three key pieces, or four even uh, um, with Bouchard uh, out, out today as well. Um, the uh, There is no easy answer on it. Um, we're going to look uh, to to adjust some things personnel-wise to give it a fresh look. Uh, we're going to work on it in practice. And, um, um, you know, I think uh, we can be more substantive in zone. Uh, uh, more substance, um, more uh, shots to the net and looking for second and third chances. Um, not just uh, relying on, um, you know, a certain play or two. It's about finding that second and third opportunity and and scoring a, a dirty one around the paint. You don't get the breakdown unless you get the shot on goal in the first place, and there just hasn't been enough of that from the point. It's been into shin pads, or it's been wide, or it hasn't been coming at all. We'll press pause here to 12.20 in Edmonton on Oilers Now, back with the regular host of the show, Bob Stoffer. He's got some thoughts on last night and an update from Oilers Skate today. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. 
It's Brendan Escott in the host chair today, but Bob is uh, on the line right now. And, and without further ado, let's just dive right into that game last night, Bob. Third Battle of Alberta this season. It was the first one hosted at the Saddle Dome. And uh, you know what? An energetic crowd. Uh, it was nice to hear the chanting going back and forth. And uh, boy, have we ever missed that. But ultimately, you know, the on-ice product from Edmonton, they looked, in my opinion, like they were down some bodies. They were. And uh, and they went up against a better team, I thought. Yeah, well, I mean, we again, and, and we discussed this, and I heard the tail end of, as you threw the break there, and I 100% concur, and people don't like hearing it. Be, ah, you're making excuses. The reality of the situation is the Oilers have either six or seven players out. Now, they're going to get a couple of these guys back fairly quickly. Uh, Chris Russell on the ice today. I mean, he's a number six defenseman. Maybe he plays by the end of this week. Bouchard is back out there. He's playing for sure tomorrow. I know that for a fact. In fact, uh, Marcus Niemelainen's wife is pregnant down in Bakersfield, so there's a possibility that he actually uh, ends up going back down. Uh, the Oilers are closing in on a multi-year extension with Niemelainen as well. My guess would be uh, he'd probably be looking at a two-way in the first year and a one-way in the second year if it's uh, two-plus years. Um, so, I mean, Edmonton, you know, they don't have Tyson Berry. They didn't have Bouchard. Uh, you know, those are both guys that play the power, uh, on the power play. And Darnell Nurse had to log a lot of minutes. I think he looked fatigued. And then there, you know, we just came back from the break with uh, Brendan with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And that's the biggest one for for everybody. I mean, uh, Jack put the tweet out after the game. The team's 2-7-2 and two with Nugent Hopkins out. And they miss him. Uh, they miss Bulliarvi. They missed Cassian. They had four replacement level players. And all that being said, five on five, they played fine. They, they competed. They played, I thought they played about as well as they could have against Calgary. Uh, they were outshot in the first two games that they won against the Flames. They were right there in terms of shots, but their special teams have gone sideways. And that's why you've got uh, two different units being worked with today. I'm not surprised there has been a little bit of a lull, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Glenn Galtson coaching the power play. If you're uh, Jay Woodcroft coming up from the minors to take over the head coach uh, of a team, uh, and you got a guy that's basically an associate coach that's twice been an NHL head coach, maybe you just leave that to him. And the confluence of the injuries and some of the bodies that aren't available on the power play, and also maybe not wanting to tinker too much, I think now's you know now's come the time to tinker. And you know the numbers, Brendan. Uh, when the, after the Oilers lost to Seattle on December the third, at that point, they were plus nineteen in special teams goal differential. Since then, they're minus twenty. That is the major reason why they're 14, 18, and 4. Their 5-on-5 five five play with Jay Woodcroft has been pretty good. You look at any advanced metric, they're a top 10 team now in the league, 5-on-5. Five five, and that's without having several bodies of late. But the special teams have gone sideways. It would carry them to a 16-5 and five start, and it's killing them right now. So when you look at the goaltending that's bounced back, that was certainly a reason for the lull or the sag in the penalty killing, if you want to focus on yeah. that. Um, is, is it coming down to personnel on the penalty kill? Is it uh, something that may get a boost if Josh Archibald can get back in this lineup very shortly? Well, they need to kill better at home. I mean, they're four, what are they, four and 11 in their last 15 games, and I think they're at 55% PK at home. Like, their goalies have played better on the road. They haven't necessarily played better at home. So they got touched up for two against the Canadians, and it sucks the life and the energy. I mean, and granted, we, we had half fans for a bunch of those games. Um, I think Archibald will help a little bit. I think he might play as early as Saturday. I think him and Cassian will be in Saturday. I think Bouchard's back in. For, in fact, I think Bouchard's in tomorrow. I could see Russell possibly Saturday and Cassian and Archibald. 
Archibald possibly as early as Saturday. Unfortunately, Nugent Hopkins and Pugliarvi were probably still looking at three more weeks. No question for me, Nugent Hopkins. He's on the first unit PK with the forwards, and he's on the first unit power play. He's a smart player. And it's funny, for all the criticism, because he's not a an elite point-per-60s guy at even strength, there's no question he helps the team out in special teams. So I do think it's partially personnel. I, I don't think the goalies have played lights out at home. I think they've played better on the road. Uh, but I didn't mind Edmonton's game overall last night against Calgary. Now, Daryl Sutter said after the game, Brendan, as you know, he thought his team was tired too. So Waters going to have to bounce back and freshen up a bit here. They get a little bit easier schedule. Got to make it count. Certainly do. Bob, safe travels down to Bakersfield, yes. man. All right. See you. Thanks for doing this, and uh, happy International Women's Day, everybody. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Bob. That is Bob Stauffer, the regular host of this program. My name is Brendan Escott, carrying you through this Tuesday edition. Mark Spector, still to come after this next global news weather traffic update. It is International Women's Day. Appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we'll be sure to mix in some more, some pretty reckless we've got coming up. Uh, very excited about the musical selections moving along. But lots to break down on the Oilers, and the Oilers a uh, bit of a breakdown in their own right after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.